0: My name is Joshua, for those who have come to Deliverance Church for the first time. And uh, I've been working with Jesus for quite a while, since I was a young boy. And I've seen his hand upon my life. There are secrets he has taught me. There are places he has taken me through. And tonight I want to share two of the secrets the Lord was just reminding me as I waited on him. That will guide us in a, a moment of prayer. I love you all with the love of Jesus. Amen. Can I get a shawl to demonstrate what I want us to do tonight? And the same fellow with a shawl, you stand as my demo. Clap for Mark. (laughs) Wow. He has already removed it. Uh, In Israel and in most uh, Middle Eastern countries, a king usually wears a robe. But the robe of, a, of the king is not your typical, uh, you know, three piece suit. The robe of the king is usually a very simple shawl like this with a thing to tie it in front of the neck. Now, behold the king. King Mark. <laughs> Hail the king. That's a robe of a king. So when you hear in the Bible, when the king had that, he, he, whatever, he was wroth in King James. Eh? He was wroth and he tore his robes. That is how he tore it. Pretend you are tearing your robe. Ah, you know? Ah. That is how king school eh? It is church property, my brother. <laughs> That's a king's robe. The most important thing is that this thing should be hanging around his shoulders and covering the rest of his body. That is the king's robe. Can we talk then we pray? Isaiah 9.6 is a common scripture all of us know. That behold, a child shall be born, a son shall be given to us. The government will be upon his shoulders. You have read of that? The government will be upon his shoulders. Government being on his shoulders means upwards there is no government. Downwards is where the government is. From down, from up, down is where the government is. Upward is only his voice, his eyes, his mind, but downwards is now the structure of government. This person called Jesus has a government on his shoulders. Down, going down. This government is his church. Not one servant, but the whole church, the whole body of Christ is the government. Tonight, I want to teach us a secret that I want us to use for the rest of our lives. That there is a time to do personal intercession. But there is a time now to stand as a government of Jesus and to pass laws, to pass judgments, to pass declarations, to pass ultimatums, even to pass new standards. The time has come, people of God, for us to enjoy government. Is it Matthew 16? Where two or three are gathered, there I am. If two of you shall agree on anything, no, Matthew 18. If two of you shall agree on anything, touching on anything, it shall be done. These things we do lightly, but tonight I want us to understand. God as a government on earth, this government is his church. I am not talking about denomination. I am talking about a church. What is a church? Where the head of Jesus as members connecting to it. Do you know you can be in a denomination and the head is not seeing or speaking or smelling or hearing. But you can be so much in love, spiritually speaking, when you meet, you agree in one voice. You agree in one conviction. And when you speak in prayer, the government is already at work. Distinguish between denomination and church. Church is where two or three have joined to the head. And they are tapping from the head. They are listening from the head. They are smelling from the head. They are seeing from the head. Anytime a man or a woman or women among themselves join up under one revelation of the headship of Jesus, already in that place we have government. That place we can pass laws, that place we can pass ultimatums, that place we can say, Satan get aside, and Satan will get aside. There is a time for prayers of argument, but they are not just let's hold hands. No, it is beyond holding hands. It is about as the head shown you something, as the head given you a smell, as the head spoken something, as the head made you hear something. Once you have picked anything from the head and you are in agreement, anything you do after that revelation, it is governmental. Church has been reduced to denominations. Church has been reduced to uh, so-and-so is the senior pastor, the other one is the assistant pastor, and the other one is the deacon. Those are administrative issues. But revelation issues is about, as the head spoken, as the head revealed something, are you seeing something, as the head made you understand or hear something, that moment you have revelation from the head, anything you do from there, is pure government and the gates of hell cannot stand it i want to forbid you by the authority given unto me by jesus from being time wasters. but when you come in a gathering like this everybody just goes to their corner and they mention their own thing it is a time to take governmental privilege and advantage it is like you are almost drowning, and suddenly you have somebody to hold your hand. You don't drown alone, you hold hands in agreement, and you fight the waves together. Many times, large prayer meetings do not achieve much, because people do not have governmental revelation. And Paul talks about it, the body of Jesus, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and he says, Each member has a role to play. Each member has a role, and this role is to bring the authority of Christ on earth through his church. I repeat, there is your denomination, like the deliverance church is a denomination, but there is the church. The church is where the headship of Jesus has been recognized by two or three, meaning, shockingly, you can have church in a matatu. You can have church in your kitchen. You can have church in your car. If you are two people and you have one agreement based from the revelation from the head. that moment you have church. But if you wait till Sunday to come and say, hey, hey, on Sunday I was in church and I sat and I stood, then I clapped, then I shouted, then I went home. You are the denomination, not a church. Why were the? can I talk to you people? Why were the apostles just going in two, 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 two? Wait, why were they able to overturn the world? How could these illiterate people going out into towns two, two, able to turn the world upside down? They had revelation of government. They had revelation of church. It is only until centuries later when people began to formalize and give titles, and all these trainings, and all this, you know, dressing you see in the Vatican, and all these, you know, trappings of power. That is where the church lost it. Well, it used to be simple. Two people agreeing, Lord, you have spoken to us to go north to Samaria, or south to Jerusalem, or up into Joppa. You have spoken to us to go to this place. Anytime the Lord spoke, and two or three people responded, There was manifestation. There was a turnaround. But when people began now to make careers, when people now began to have careers, and to have titles like the Pope and all these things, the church began to die. Because government was neglected. Am I confusing you? You are understanding me. So tonight, I want to introduce to us something you can be doing on your own. With your friend. Sometimes suppose now you are not two or three, then you invite the Holy Ghost to form the quorum for you. <laughs> Holy Ghost are me alone, but I'm feeling the head is speaking something. Come and complete the quorum. Be my witness. And Paul says, I am writing this with the Holy Ghost witnessing. What I am writing to you, the Holy Ghost is my witness. Meaning, I have no other human uh, uh, element to form the governmental completion. Now that I am here with the Holy Ghost, I believe what I am writing is final. And are you aware that anything Paul wrote was not a suggestion? (laughs) It was a final thing. Even when he was writing just a personal friendly letter to his friend Philemon. And he says Philemon. And they're just doing stories. That became a what? It became a law. It became a verdict. In fact, you try to despise whatever he wrote. And you may end up going to hell. That is how powerful. When men are walking in revelation of government. That is how powerful it is. So suddenly you are just typing an SMS. But you are not just typing an SMS. You are telling Holy Spirit, even as I type this, make it final. And you say, well, brother, you've told me you have no rent, you have not paid fees. I feel like telling you it will be okay. And you leave it at that. In fact, the more you know power, the more your words become few. (laughs) They are men of God. They don't even say, Father, I pray. They just say, hmm, it is well. Hmm. It is done. Mm. Go in peace. Mm. Was not Jesus like that? Jesus did not have prayers. He had orders to give. I am messing you people up. Jesus just gave orders. Go in peace. Your faith has made you well. I have forgiven you. It is well. Be still. Peace. Fear not. I mean, I love that man. I don't know about you. One day when I grow up, I mean, one sentence. And the whole of the ocean is made to be silent. One sentence. Lazarus, come up. And the guy just shoots from the ground like a plant. (laughs) Oh boy. There were days man knew power. Let's go back to those days. There were days people walked in real power. Let's go back to those days. But why was Jesus so confident? We see... The answer in John where he says, Father, I thank you. You always hear me. Meaning, I am never just doing things on my own. Whenever I speak it, it is because we have a network. And this network is now producing for us. Peter is about to launch the greatest revolution on earth. What was this revolution we see in Acts chapter 10? Peter is about to go to the first Gentile house, to start the first Gentile church. And after that, to date, Christianity is Christianity because of Gentiles, not even because of Jews. The Jews lost the plot. The Gentiles is the one now with Christianity. And Peter goes to that trip very casually with one thing. The Lord has told me not to fear, but to go with them. Period. Peter do not fear. Go with them. One word, do not fear, go with them. Not, you shall read the first reading, (laughs) then the second reading. Okay, then after that, there will be worship. Oh God, I feel like talking to somebody. There was no sermon. There was no speech. There was no inauguration. Father, today, we are launching the first church, and you know how far it will go? There was nothing like that. Peter was just told, go, do not fear with, I am with you, just go. And Peter arrives, and he does not even have a Bible. I think that's why I'm an an apostle. He does not even have a Bible. (laughs) And he begins to talk. And as he's talking, the Holy Ghost falls. And he is overtaken by events. And the Bible later on says, The men who are with me saw what the Lord did. We were a government. We were passing a law. But we did not know how much of the extent it will have. The prayers I pray, we begin to pray. Not the ones we are going to pray tonight, but we begin to pray after tonight. Let them be brief, but governmental. And I was telling a couple of leaders last night. I was called abruptly to meet some pastors and some other leaders. And I was telling them, people of God, we are living in a season of judgment A season where the Lord has already decreed judgments on earth. The wicked are about to be swallowed up. The righteous are about to be vindicated. Just like Egypt buried the firstborns and the Israelites were able to be rescued, the same thing is going to begin to happen. But it will take a man or a group of men who shall speak in revelation when they are walking on the road and they are rearing 56 people have just died, they will say, Lord, we pass judgment. No more of this. And they go to the next thing. They reach Canada Hospital and the nurses are not treating people. And they say, Lord, enough of this nonsense. From today we decree there will be order in this church in this hospital. Then they go to the schools and they are hearing there is banning of schools and they are saying, Lord, we forbid this spirit from operating forever in Jesus' name. Then they go to Kenya Power. And I tell you the truth if people can walk in government revelation, society will change. Did the apostles run for office? Were they MCAs? Were they even chiefs? No. They were simply people who knew governmental authority. And as they walked in it, the world was never the same. I go back to this guy. A child will be given, meaning initially he will be young, so God will give him time to be a child. A son will be a child will be born, then a son after that will be given. Initially, the child. Therefore, the Lord has been patient with you. But now he's calling for you to be a son. Who is a son? A son is somebody who can take up inheritance. A son is somebody who can take up inheritance. He can take responsibility. He can take duties. He can take interest of his father and implement them. Initially, you are a child. Initially, as far as authority is concerned, you are just a child. People are taking care of things for you. Am I talking to you? Initially, they are taking care of you. They are praying for you. They are even making the seats for you. They are even making the church warmer for you. They are paying the bills for you. And the Lord is saying, Hmm, child, be a son. Then I can put on you the shawl of government. Initially, you don't know why things are happening in your family or in your marriage. You don't know why things are happening in our nation or in our generation. You are just watching and commenting like a child. Initially, you are just, why don't they pray? Okay, why doesn't our president sack those people? You are just throwing your hands in the air like a child. So the child was born. But till he was a son, he could not be given. To be given means to be handed over. The Lord is looking for people he can hand over. He can, he can hand you over to the same issues that made you cry, and you no longer cry. He can hand you over to the same things that made you be depressed, and you will not be depressed. He can hand you over to the same mess that has made you defiled in the past. But the days of sonship cannot come when people are still children. Don't read the newspaper and shake your head like a citizen. You are not a citizen. You are a government on earth for Jesus. (laughs) Don't just watch Facebook and say, oh, look at our girls. Boy, you are not being a son. You are being a child if you talk like that. It is time to pass judgment on every matter. Somebody get for me um, Psalm 78, verse 6. Verse
1: 5. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. as 6, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. Now verse 7, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments as eight and might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, and generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God.
0: What I'm trying to talk to you about is not a sermon, it is a lifestyle that you can pick up. Imagine Erica, you stand and you say, Lord I'm not perfect. But between me and you, till further notice, I am the only one you have for this family. Imagine Mark, you stand and you say, Lord, I do not know details about what you want to do with my generation. But between me and you, I am the only hope for my generation concerning these matters I am seeing. And you begin to walk like it. You begin to think like it. When you are holding hands with your friend, you begin to agree on it. You know, one thing with the Lord The Lord honors faith. But faith must be based on the word. Faith must be based on the word. Allow me to read again Psalm 76. Allow me to begin from verse 8. Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God rose, verse 9, when God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth. Imagine the meek of the earth have no salvation until the Lord judges. But how will the Lord judge if he does not have government officers to pass the judgment? 400 years, people are in Egypt crying, hey, 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 Pharaoh, hey, 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 and there was no reprise. There was no relief for them till a man stood up and he passed judgment over Egypt. We were saying yesterday with some servants of God, look, there is, there is no kingship in Israel. A man stands up called Samuel and he begins to judge the nation. And he says, Saul, you are chasing after donkeys. From today I have judged. You will be king. Okay, David, you are looking after few sheep. Today I have judged. You will be king. And Boy, I love someone. And the man institutes judgment, he institutes order. Judgment is not about you'll die or oh, you'll have cancer. That is negativity. That is myopic interpretation of judgment. Judgment, according to even dictionary, which I'm not going to read, is to put things in their rightful order. It is, not, it is a sign of lack of judgment when a boy who should be ruling is chasing donkeys. Are you hearing me? It is a sign that there is no judgment when a boy who should be king and a psalmist is busy with few sheep. David was always going to remain remain small and oppressed till there was a judge. Saul was always going to run after some donkeys till there was a judge. The house of Eli was always going to mess the whole nation of Israel with their corruption till there was a judge. Tonight, One of you can stand and say, Lord, I may not be perfect, but I'm going to be Samuel. My family will no longer be chasing after donkeys. My family will no longer be chasing after some few sheep. My family will not be uh, sitting under corruption. I am going to be Samuel. And Lord, I pray, back me up. And the Lord will back you up. Holy Spirit of God, I pray for conviction in your people. And we said yesterday with these leaders, it didn't matter how young Samuel was. Samuel was so young, I think he was below 15. What mattered was this. He received a word from the head. He received a word from God. And he spoke it, he spoke it as it came. And he stepped aside. And the one who spoke took care of the details. Do not look at your age Do not look at your gender Whether you are a man or you are a woman Do not look at your rank What the Lord has revealed to you Concerning what concerns your assignment Speak it, stand firm And do not shake And you will see how the Lord will back you up So many of your family members Including mine Are out of place We have souls still chasing donkeys When will you arise and pass judgment. When will you understand that with you the Lord, you and the Lord, you are a majority, you and the Lord, you are the final authority. There is no authority beyond the authority given by revelation to the believer. You know what, people? Someone at this moment, here, this day on this earth, he did his job, he rested. You are next. What are you doing? Samuel is alone in the temple. He does not have his mother there. He does not have his father there. But he stood up and he passed judgment. And the Lord backed him up. History was made. Without Samuel, there was no David. Without Samuel, there was no Goliath being defeated. Without Samuel, there was no Saul becoming king. Without Samuel, there was no corruption in the priesthood. There was always going to be corruption that was going to destroy Israel as a nation, till a young boy stood up. Someone could have spent time praying about his mother because they had not seen each other. I don't know for how many years. he could have spent time praying about his old father, Elkanah. He took time to hear the Lord, and what he heard is what he spoke, and he believed it and he did not waver. I repeat to you, the government will be on his shoulders, meaning. Once is the head, all you have to do is to join to this head. If the head is angry, be angry. If the head is happy, be happy. If the head is saying enough, you also believe it is enough. And watch how much backup you will begin to have. But people have reduced Christianity to so much showmanship. Oh, the pastor must do this and the deacons must do this. They have their place. But your place is more supreme because provided you are connected to the head, there is always going to be an outcome. When Peter was arrested, nobody knew the governor or the king. The church, the Bible says, ganged up together. And they lifted their hands together in prayer. And the Bible proves to us, God came down and Herod was judged. After a few days, Herod was buried. People understood their authority. They didn't have to go demonstrating on the streets. They didn't have to sign a petition. They stood up and exercised their governmental authority. So tonight, as I conclude, so that you can pray. We are going to take time, first of all, to do what we call repairs of arrears. There are so many things that have never been dealt with since we were born. We are waiting for pastor to go to our village together with the apostle. Am I speaking to somebody? You are waiting for the prophet to one day pick it out by word of knowledge. Then you look for 50,000, you do a trip to the village to deal with them. Right here, right now. You can say, Lord, I am agreeing with you. We are passing judgment. We are passing judgment. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Judgment must be passed about the spirits of illegitimacy. Girls getting children out of wedlock. It must be passed that tonight it ends in this family. Judgment must be passed that hey, boys just dropping out of school, going to smoke, and have their life the way they want it. Let there be a restraining order from that perversion and let them begin to be focused. Let them begin to be productive. And every day you meet with your friends, you don't just take time storytelling. You begin to do literal construction of life the way God wants it to be constructed. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I love you, Lord. What happens when you go? I'm seeing a vision, but let me explain it. What happens when you go to an area? There are so many portals. What is the first thing you people say? What is the <laughs> And how many portals are in your, in your backyard? Bumpy ride. People trying to make it and they can't make it. There is such a bumpy ride to success. Why? There is no governmental oversight. People have not spoken anything. People have not passed any law. If I was not saved, I would say, I swear to God, there will be no portals in my backyard. But I'm saved. So I say, I decree in the name of Jesus. There will be no portals in my backyard. They are portals. Girls trying to get married, they are not getting married. Boys trying to, you know, get themselves in order to take off in life. It is the takeoff is not just happening. They are portals because the government of the day is not taking up the responsibility. And tonight, the God who raised someone and gave him revelation. I like what the Bible says. In those days, there was what? There was no revelation. There was no vision. When there is no revelation and no vision, it means there is no leadership. What is the foundation of leadership according to the Bible? Jesus said, how can the blind lead the blind? Meaning, if you do not have eyes, if you do not have revelation, if you do not have insight, you cannot be a leader. A leader is as good as a leader to the extent of his eyes. So Jesus is comparing leadership to blindness. He's directly equating them that if two people who are blind are trying to lead each other, there will be no success. So tonight I want to say to you, you have already received a measure of light, a measure of revelation. Exercise it. And the more you exercise it, the Lord will count you faithful in much more. So how many people here are saying, God, we want to deal with the portals. We want to deal with the streetlights. Have you noticed also, one time I was going through Lovington and the place number one had the portals. Then number two, the other side did not have streetlights. So immediately my brother told me, Ai, anani uku? I told him, the government of so and so has not arrived. There is no clear, I mean, clear path and there is no light on the path. When I used to be a teacher, I used to notice with some of students, they had a problem just getting their career together. They had a problem figuring out, is it medical school or law school? Oh, one of them even qualified very greatly, but she had a problem just deciding what to do with her age. And all these students I used to notice, there was a problem with the leadership at home. The more the leadership at home was weak, the more they did not just have it figured out. They did not have streetlights on the path to their destiny. Tonight, we are going to speak to every portal, every streetlight. We are going to uproot every tree planted on the road against the progress of God's people. And we are going to see the governmental hand of God beginning to release judgment. Now, listen to me. Judgment is not about, you know, being condemned. Judgment and condemnation are totally different things. I repeat, judgment is the right placing of things in their order. So if something was in the wrong place, what will happen? It has to be removed as part of judgment. If something was, you know, in, you know, obstructing, it has to be made to be removed. That is part of judgment. But if something was in the right place, but it was weak, judgment will now make it strong. The judgments of God should be welcomed. I hope now you understand what Jesus meant when he said, Those who judge themselves will not be done what? Will not be judged. To judge yourself does not mean to condemn yourself. To judge yourself means to place yourself in your rightful place. What I'm trying to do tonight, I am judging you. How am I judging you? I am showing you where you belong, in the body of Jesus. I am showing you that you carry authority. And people of God, stop praying wishy-washy prayers when you meet. Those of you are in groups which pray in this church, when you hold your meetings, believe that you are the government. Believe that any law you pass will not be questioned. Oh, please, oh. Oh, please, God, I pray for revelation. When you meet in your prayers, even in the home cell groups, believe that anything you pass cannot be questioned. There is no appeal. You look at our girls being, you know, you know being oppressed in some areas. Look at our boys being oppressed and you feel the anger of God and the word comes to your mouth, stand as a government and pass laws. There is nothing so disgusting like to have a title and not to have confidence. The other day when Buhari met Trump, Trump said that is the most lifeless piece of human being I've ever seen. He was embarrassed. You are the leader of the most populous nation in Africa. The number one right now in GDP. And you cannot even stand your ground. What is wrong with you? And that is what the Lord feels when we begin to apologize for issues. And when we begin to pray, ask prayers, and we begin to think that as the Lord really answered, that is what he feels. People of God, the answer to your family, now rest in your hands after this. The answer to your village now rests in your hands after this. And you don't have to save money and go play the Messiah in your family. All you need to do, agree with the head and speak. Agree with the head, decree. Agree with the Lord and agree. and, and, and Just speak. Agree with even your fellow believer and just pass laws. One time I'm in a... I have to finish now. One time I'm, I'm in a prayer mountain with some 12 prophets. I think I was uh, 24 years. 24. Just the other day. And they called me, young man, come. And I came. And I knelt down. I didn't wait to be told to kneel down. And I lifted my hands up. And these prophets in hunger began to speak over my body. And they passed judgment. They passed judgment about how I will use my body. As a man and as a young man who is not married. It is like they cast me. And they made vows and some of them were crying. And I knew this one. There is no emotion or enzyme or hormone that will go above it. And when I rose from that ground, I felt like, God, my fate is sealed. Truth before God. I have tried to pray around after that. The play has refused. It's like you are wearing jersey. Oh, I'm in Gormaya. And you're just feeling like your leg is telling you, go and sleep. Stop playing around here. And I remember those men speaking with so much pain in their heart. Saying, Lord, this one you have separated for yourself. You cannot play around. And they, you know, it's like they pierced my bodies and put portions of witchcraft. When I arose from that place, I knew, boy, I'm done. That was two or nine. Up to now, their words have not failed. And that is the faith you need to have when you're receiving prayers, not from some fake men, but from genuine men who are walking with God. When they say, in the name of Jesus, and boy, you know this is heaven speaking. You join yourself to that. You know, suppose this king refuses to wear his robe and to walk naked like Nero. Some of you know the Roman history. Nero used to walk naked at night. What happens when this king refuses his clothes? He will be king but mad. Nobody will do what? Take him seriously. When you don't join to words of revelation, what you are doing to yourself, you are disconnecting from power. Like now the fellow called Miguna. Miguna refuses to be Kenyan. Then he still wants to be Kenyan. Then he still refuses to be Kenyan. What kind of confusion is that? No wonder the benefits of this nation cannot accrue to him. When those words were spoken over my body, I said, Lord, I agree. I surrender. I am guilty as judge, condemned as tried." And I didn't look back. Of course, as a man, you try to play Just to test. (laughs) Are those who are still there? And you. Boy. And tonight some of you. Oh. Maybe I need to ask permission from your parents first. (laughs) Some of you. It's like we need to. Hey. 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 And we put you in an environment that is controlled. And after that certain tries to come in. Or to come out. And he can't. Final story before we pray. I met a very beautiful woman in Jamuri here, 2005, called Grace. She was an Ethiopian and Jewish. What a concussion, huh? Ethiopian and Jewish. Deal with it. And uh, Grace was so beautiful. So what another funny man did? The man opened a shop and put her in the shop. Huh? For window shopping, people just come. And men could come to that shop just to buy spare parts of vehicles. You know what I'm saying? And they could just come and sit there and just sit there. And you could find some of them, you know, uh, asking, uh, uh, And do you have this? And you know, those things are not in the shop. <laughs> oh boy, even me, I was tempted to go and also lazy around there. And one day I took Grace out and we went to Apai and asked her two questions. Number one, Grace, who are your parents? How did they raise you up? And she told me, my dad is just a simple carpenter in Addis Ababa. My mom is a housewife. But when I was coming to Kenya, just like they did since I was a child, they pointed at me and they made declarations. That nothing will come near me that is not of God. Why was I fascinated with this girl? Because she is so pretty. She is so innocent. But there is no danger that can just touch her. The men are coming but not arriving. Coming but not arriving. It is like something is telling you. There you. There. 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 And I watch a girl under divine supernatural protection. Because there was a governmental territory around her. Some of you parents now know what you need to go and do with your girls. And even with your boys. And when I walked out of that meeting, I knew this one, even if I try to do what? Nothing will work out. I hope now you are understanding what Jacob said to Laban. Unless the fear of the God of my father, Abram, and of my father Isaac had been with me. By now, you, Laban, you will have killed me. There was a fear around Jacob. He was crooked. He was weak. You know, he was political. He was twisted. But you could not just touch Jacob. You could not. There was a fear on that boy. Laban could not crack it. There was a terror around that boy. Laban could not touch. And tonight we are going to invoke the same fear around our lives and around our children, both born and unborn, around our businesses. Holy Spirit of God. Begin to speak in tongues, somebody. Rebebebebe Shakarababa. Rebebebebezalana mazuko de Shekababazakarara. Rebebebebe Shatara la baba babazeke de lebe shanta. Rebobobozeke la yabasia. Gemara da la mazekala libebezoko de Shekararabababazia. Re le 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 shakarababa babazeke lebebebebezakarababa. Rebe shadala mazeke lebebezandorobobobozia. Loco machekara babazeke lebebebe shanta la baba. Rebebezada la baba zoco bo coxa la mamazia. zia, me chanta la ba, ba, be baba baba zekele bebebe chandere bebezia, reni chocobo bozekele bebe chandorobo shekele, lele. yanana na mazekele bibo choco, mezaporobo shakarababa, renesa baba shekele bebecha, mazendo rodalamasia cocheke la baza, osenda la Jem baba masante re de baba cheke rateta rarabo shin josepe le labashia redesi ya mosheke le rekeshi manaze roboboshia renisa koshe bebebele labayanta mashakara la baba bazoko robobozia reshibo tonde rabashiko robobozia reneshe bebebe besando okosi yabakasha mazatute lelebebe shika ayandesoko koshe bemandaso roboboshia oh shakara baba bazaya bebe let's go be thank you lord as we go in this mode of prayer I want you to feel the pride and the conviction of a government officer. Do you know the meaning of church? In Greek, ecclesia. It means parliament. Or a group of called out nobles. People are so special, they have been called out from society. That's the meaning of church. I know you have weaknesses. Even me have weaknesses. Some of which you know. But that does not defy the fact that God has made me a member of his church. And I want to speak to you in the name of Jesus. May every spirit of condemnation be lifted from you. May every spirit of limitation be lifted from you. May every spirit of commonness be lifted from you. May every spirit of feeling sorry for yourself be lifted from you. I bind every spirit of self speech in the name of Jesus. I bind every spirit of commonness in the mighty name of Jesus. We release the grace for governmental even my father operation upon each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. We release governmental authority and presence. Somebody begin to pray again. We release governmental presence. Governmental presence in our bodies. Governmental presence in our souls. Governmental presence In our families, governmental presence in our finances. Lord, others can be scratching, but we will not scratch. Others may be crawling, us we will not crawl. Others may be begging, us we will not beg. In the mighty name of Jesus, we speak governmental authority, we speak governmental outcomes. In the mighty name of Jesus, others can be wishing, oh God. Others can be begging for things to happen, us we will not wish or beg. We will speak of a matter and we will see it established. I will speak of a matter we will see is established. In the mighty name of Jesus, we take authority this day and we disconnect our souls from every commonness of our father's people, from every commonness of our mother's people. We disconnect our outcomes from the villages we came from and we connect our outcomes to the Zion of God in the mighty name of Jesus. We disconnect my father from the outcomes of our parents and we connect all of Jesus to the outcome of the cross in the mighty name of Jesus we speak a new presence in our lives we speak a new consciousness even in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus and I decree upon you in the name of Jesus by the authority given unto me by Jesus I speak a new identity a new consciousness a new consciousness, a new conviction, a new persuasion in the inner man. Right now, any other head sitting over you apart from Christ Jesus, we cut them off in the mighty name of Jesus. We cut off the thoughts that are not of Christ. We cut off the memories that are not of Christ. We cut off the sentiments that are not of Christ. We cut off words that are not of Christ. We cut them off in the name of Jesus. We cut them off in the name of Jesus. We severe your mind. We severe your heart. We severe your spirit from any other headship apart from the headship of Jesus. We severe your character. We severe your finances from any other headship apart from the headship of Jesus. People of God, when you say Jesus is Lord, that is the meaning of lordship. Jesus is Christ, meaning you have been saved. But Jesus is Lord, meaning you are now ruled by him as the head. And because he is your head, I forbid any other thought from walking in your life i forbid those of i cannot do it i forbid those of i am oppressed i forbid those of i am sick. i forbid those of i am guilty i forbid every thought that is of the enemy i forbid them in the mighty name of jesus lord jesus we have come to the awareness of your lordship your lordship is not oppressive Paul says, I'm a bond servant. I am a servant for life because my master is so good. He is so kind to me. So I give myself totally and irrevocably from unto unto him. Tonight, Lord Jesus, we give you total and absolute control over every area of our lives. We give our minds to you, Lord Jesus. We give our strength to you, Lord. We give our finances to you, Jesus. We give our hopes to you, Lord. We give our expectation to you. And Jesus, we ask you tonight, begin to rule. Begin to reign through us. When you speak, cause us to hear you, Lord. When you are smelling, cause us to feel what you are smelling. When you are, uh, when you are seeing, Lord, cause us to understand what you are showing us in Jesus' name. Allow me to give you some good news. Are you aware, even some of you are in business, that every time the Lord looks at your future in business, He never sees any failure. So the fact that you are fearing failure means you have stepped aside from seeing what the Lord is seeing. The fact that you are fearing some failure means you have stepped aside from seeing what the Lord is seeing. You know, the head of Mark is there. My head is here. So if really I want to be the head of Mark, either Mark must come to where I am or I must go to where he is. And anytime we are out of Christ, any time we are out of his conviction, what we are doing, we begin to see what is not seeing. We begin to smell what is not smelling. We begin to feel what is not feeling. So tonight, in the mighty name of Jesus, we return our faith under the headship of Jesus. We return our nation under the headship of Jesus. We return our families under the headship of Jesus. We return our health under the headship of Jesus. We mention the days of our lives under the headship of Jesus. We mention the days of our families in the uh, under the headship of Jesus. And we decree because we are under the head who gives life and life in abundance. We cannot begin to become sick. Because we are under the head who gives life and gives it in abundance. We cannot become even short-changed in the mighty name of Jesus. We begin to decree, Lord Jesus, there is an abundance of life beginning to come to us. There is an abundance of resources coming to us. There is an abundance. Somebody begin to confess abundance. Lord, we confess First, abundance, abundance of strength, abundance of hope, abundance of ideas, abundance of hope, abundance. Oh, my father, we speak abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak abundance, oh Rabbi Ashekar, we speak abundance in our families. Our children shall not be few, even in strength, oh God. They shall be abundant in joy. They shall be abundant, always abounding from level to level, from glory to glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, you spirit of scarcity, you are not of Christ, you are of the devil. We speak abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. Abundance of opportunity, we shall not fear because we shall walk in abundance in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. As we are speaking about abundance, some of us need to realize that poverty is an illegal occupant. Poverty is an illegal occupant. The head of Christ does not have poverty. It has abundance. Even men who suffered in the gospel like Paul, today they are the most celebrated in the world. I tell you, there is no failure in God. Every street you go, there is a Paul. Every city you go, there is a Peter. Every place you go, there is a John. These men were not left poor. They were left with a rich legacy. Tonight, I say, your name shall not be poor. Your name shall not be less. Your name shall not be forgotten. Your name shall not be forgotten. The name of your institution will not be forgotten. The name of your children cannot be forgotten. As Paul and Peter have been remembered in the gospel, because they submitted to the headship of Jesus, so shall you have Romba Romba Shanda. There is an abundance. There is an abundance of legacy of history in the mighty name of Jesus. There is an abundance. Oh Shakarababa. Oh Shaba Oh Baba Sanda Rebe Bebe Shandarababa. None will come under the headship of Jesus and be forgotten. None will come under the headship of Jesus. And be neglected. None will come under the headship of Jesus and be dispersed. None will come under the headship of Jesus and be rubbed apart. Lord, we speak abundance of legacy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Another fruit of the government is fruit. Fruitfulness is a sign of government. Why don't we have oranges in Masai Mara? Why don't we have mangoes and tomatoes in Masai Mara? Because we call it the wild. But where there is government, where there is order, there will always be fruit. We have maize in Kitale and not in Masai Mara because in Kitale there are farmers who deliberately are stealing the land. And tonight I speak fruitfulness in your life. No more shall there be wildness of emotion. No more shall there be wildness in your finances. No more shall your emotions be wild. No more shall your friends be wild. No more shall your outcomes be wild. Somebody begin to speak to Jesus. I rebuke wildness in the name name of Jesus. I rebuke this order in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke this order in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke this order in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak order and fruit. Order and fruit because I'm under the head. Order and fruit. Order and fruit, order and fruit in the mighty name of Jesus there will be fruitfulness, there will be fruitfulness in everything that we do there will be fruitfulness in this assembly, there will be fruitfulness in our villages, there will be fruitfulness in our lives there will be fruitfulness in the mighty name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus have you noticed that a woman is only considered barren when she has a husband if she does not have a husband Nobody can call her barren. Only the presence of her husband can confirm whether a woman is barren or not. Christ is our husband. Christ is our Lord. And only him can determine whether we are barren or not. Nothing else. People of God. People of God. Nobody can call you reckless or useless. Yet they do not own you. Jesus is the only one to determine whether you are barren or not. And in Christ, there is no barrenness. In Christ, there is no barrenness. So I stand against every barrenness that is not of Christ. I stand against barrenness. I stand against barrenness. We destroy barrenness. Somebody pray. We destroy barrenness. We destroy barrenness. We cast off every barrenness. We cast off every scarcity. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every ground will yield results. Every ground will produce results. Every ground will produce results. In In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. There will be no barrenness in the finances of your people, Lord. There will be no barrenness in the children of your people. There will be no barrenness in this ministry. There will be no barrenness in this nation. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Keep praying, somebody. Keep praying. Keep praying. Rebuke barrenness. Rebuke barrenness. We speak fruit. We speak fruit. We speak fruit. In the mighty name of Jesus. Rebbe Vashando. Everything that is not bearing fruit, we take authority right now. We decree you are illegal. You are illegal. Every tree that does not bear fruit must be chopped down. We chop down every tree that is not fruitful in the mighty name of Jesus. And tonight, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over every tree that is barren in our lives. Every pursuit that is barren. Every leader and ruler, even in our nation, who is barren. We decree our government does not condone barrenness. Our government does not know barrenness. Our government is a fruitful government. So every tree that is barren, we decree. Your time is up. We decree in the mighty name of Jesus. Every tree that is barren. We decree in governmental authority it shall be uprooted from the fruit from the root. It is being uprooted from the root in the mighty name of Jesus. Every barren habit in our families, every barren conduct in our families. Every barren pursuit in our families. We are it by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. We approach it. Somebody go We are it by faith. We approach it in the name of Jesus. We approached polygamy. We approached incest. We are proof sodomy. We are proof in the name of Jesus. We are proved corruption. We are it in the name of Jesus. We are proved foolishness in the mighty name of Jesus. We approach it. Every unfruitful prayer, we refuse to pray you in the name of Jesus. Every unfruitful conduct, we we refuse even to walk in you in the mighty name of Jesus. Every unfruitful relationship, we refuse to go on with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Every unfruitful, even even our company, we refuse to attend you in the mighty name of Jesus. It is time that everything about us must be fruitful. It is time that everything about our lives must be fruitful. We say, according to Genesis 1.26, we shall be fruitful and we shall multiply. We shall be fruitful and we shall multiply. That is what our government is based on. We are based on fruitfulness. We are based on multiplication. And anything that tries to kill, even our fruitfulness, we overthrow it in the name of Jesus. We refuse every spirit of miscarriage among our women. We refuse every spirit of miscarriage. We cast that spirit right now. We cast you spirit as an illegal thing. We cast you right now in the name of Jesus. None of us shall abort their young. None of us shall miscarry their young. In the mighty name of Jesus, we decree from tonight in every family represented in this place there will be no barrenness. There will be no miscarriage. There will be no barrenness. There will be no miscarriage. We cast the spirit of miscarriage. We cast the spirit of miscarriage in the mighty name of Jesus. And any pain associated with the fruitfulness, we eliminate you in the name of Jesus, for the blessing of the Lord make it richer, and they do not add any sorrow, in the name of Jesus. I love what the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 6, verse 7. Just listen, don't go there. The Bible says, and the word increased, and great, great was those who were multiplied, who were increased to the church. As the word increased, those who believed were multiplied. I decree the word of God who is Christ is increasing in your life. That word is increasing in the name of Jesus. And anything that is coming to decrease Christ in you, we cast it as a government. In the name of Jesus, according to the word of God, the Christ in you shall only increase. He shall not decrease. Christ shall increase. Christ shall increase. And grace shall be the multiplication of your fruit in the name of Jesus. I decree Christ is already increasing. He is increasing in your talk. He is increasing in your thoughts. He is increasing in your outcome. He is increasing in your prayer. He's increasing Everything is increasing. Oh rara Mashanda. Somebody pray. Rebebebe shanda rara baba. Roko baba baba zekerebebe. Mashoko baba baba zekororobo. baba baba zekere. Raba baba baba Christ begins to increase. Christ begins to increase, and the fruit is multiplied. The fruit is multiplied. Thank you, Lord. a group of people almost this size arrived in a strange land in 1650s they were led by a young preacher who was not even 40 years old they reached the shores of that land which was actually a continent and they knelt down and they made a prayer but they were done making the prayer, they said, Lord, every generation that shall come shall remember the covenant you have made with you this day. That this land we are about to enter in is going to be the most fruitful in the world. And this land will always be used to spread your gospel. That is what we call the Plymouth Landing of very few Christians who dedicated the nation of the United States to Jesus. After several years, Politicians have tried to overthrow those words, and every season God has judged them. People have tried to bring their own opinions concerning that land, and the opinions have always been overthrown. The reason why many of us are praying and things are not happening is because they do not know how much generations are depending on what they are praying about. These people knew generations will come to depend on what they are doing on that Sunday morning in the Sons of Virginia. And as they, as, they, as they prayed, saying, Lord, generations will come and let them remember the covenant we have prayed, we have made with you today. Generations indeed came. And every time, that covenant has always spoken over that land. I know you are not in your village, but by faith, each of us are going to make a covenant with Jesus. That nothing shall land in our village from today that shall not glorify Jesus. And nothing shall come out of our villages that shall not glorify Jesus. And I continue to say, nothing shall happen to our generation that shall not glorify Jesus. Nothing shall come out or come in into our generation that will not glorify Jesus. I wish some of you are already kneeling. And I decree in the name of Jesus. Nothing shall take off. Nothing shall land down in our generation that will not glorify Jesus. It is on us. It is on us. It is on us to believe the word of God. It is on us to decree. And it is on us to pledge. It is on us to covenant generations to come. Father, we covenant. We covenant. Oh, Korabai. Babashoko, Mazoko. Generations must come And begin to serve Jesus In the fivefold ministry Because of the prayers I'm praying tonight My children must come after me And serve God in the full time ministry Because of the prayers I'm praying tonight Generations shall come and look for polygamy and they shall never find it because of the prayer I'm praying tonight. Generations shall come because of the prayers I'm praying tonight and look for drunkenness. They will never see it forever. Generations will come and look for addictions and they will not see it because I have pledged in the covenant. Generations will come because of the prayers I'm praying tonight and look for poverty and they will not see poverty. Generations will Oh God, and look for illegitimacy, and they shall not see it. Generations will come and look for perversion, they will not find it because of the prayers I'm praying tonight. Generations will come and look even for hopelessness, and they shall not find it because of the prayers I'm praying tonight. Generations will come, oh God, and look even, my Father, for depression, and they shall not find it because of the prayers I'm praying tonight. Generations will come and look for foolishness, they will not find it because of the wisdom of Christ that I have embraced tonight and begin even to speak about uh, generations will come uh, and they shall find uh, a place that is ready even for the ministry because of the prayers I'm praying tonight Oh, uh, generations will come uh, and they shall mention the name of Jesus uh, without any fear because of the prayers I'm praying tonight, uh, generations will come uh, and my father, they shall know the Lord Jesus is uh, because of the prayers we are praying tonight, uh, generations will come and they will believe Jesus raised from the dead, because of the prayers we are praying tonight. Generations will come and they will believe there is hell and heaven. Because of the prayers we are praying tonight. Oh, Generations will come and they will believe there is an end-time army of God. And they shall be members and leaders in that end-time army. Because of the prayers and prayers tonight. Oh by these prayers O oh God I overthrow poverty by these prayers O oh God I overthrow generational poverty by these prayers O oh Lord Jesus I overthrow generational immorality by these prayers O oh Lord Jesus I overthrow generational foolishness by these prayers O oh Lord Jesus I overthrow generational professions by this prayers O Lord Jesus I overthrow generational addictions by this prayer oh lord I overthrow generational foolishness by this prayer oh lord I overthrow even pride by this prayer oh lord I overthrow even infirmity. By these prayers, O oh Lord, I overthrow confusion. By these prayers, O oh Lord, I overthrow rejection. By these prayers, O oh Lord, I overthrow illegitimacy. By these prayers, O oh Lord Jesus, I establish the cross as the center. I establish the Lord Jesus as the head. By these prayers, O oh Lord, I establish the Lord Jesus as the voice. By these prayers, O oh Lord, I establish the Lord Jesus as the center. Mamo Zafako. Mazoko babo woshanda o, o, o oh, rebebe by these prayers, O Lord, I establish the Lord Jesus as the standard. By these prayers, O Lord, I establish the Lord Jesus as the hope. Mawso is the rock, is the rock on which generations will come and they shall stand on. Is the truth the generations will come and believe. Is the way the generations will come and follow. Is the life the generations to come will live. Tonight Lord, we wrestle at the altar. Tonight Lord, we wrestle on the altar. We decree this time. It is time for generational shift. It is time for generational shift. It is time for generational shift. It is, shift. It is on us O oh Lord. The action is on us O oh Father. The calling, us, the calling is on us Lord Jesus. The calling is on us Lord Jesus. The calling is on us My Father. We are taking the baton. We are taking the baton. And we are agreeing my father, this latter glory must be greater than the former. The latter glory must be greater than the former. What they saw in the 70s cannot compare to our generation. What they saw in the 80s cannot compare to our generation. What they saw in the 18th century cannot compare to our generation. Even what they saw in the early church cannot compare to our generation. Father, it is on us, it is on us, my father, to take the standard, to take the standard who is the Lord Jesus and raise him above every poverty. We raise Jesus above every caste. We raise Jesus above every limitation. We raise Jesus above every curse in the mighty name of Jesus. It is time, my father, that the people who know their God should be strong. No more weakness. It is time for strength. And my father, we are doing exploits because we know the Lord Jesus. Oh, Yes, Lord. Keep praying, somebody. Keep praying. Every generational disaster. Every generational disappointment. You cease from tonight. Every generational disappointment. You cease tonight. Every generational limitation. You cease tonight. Somebody keep praying. It is time for men to raise the standard. It is time to raise the standard. No more sickness, no more cancer, no more hypertension, no more diabetes. Infirmity must end, Lord. We cast the spirit of infirmity. We cast the spirit of sickness and disease. We cast the spirit of death. None shall be buried young in my generation. Father, I lift the standard. Father, I lift the cry. None shall be buried before their time in my generation. None shall beg for bread in my generation. None shall not know Jesus and serve Jesus in my generation. The government of Jesus does not know failure. The government of Jesus does not know disorder. The government of Jesus does not know failure. The government of Jesus does not know know retreat. There is no retreating in my generation. We are going forward and forward. There is no failure in our generation. We are going forward and forward. The headship of Jesus. Begins now to produce fruit. The handship of Jesus begins to produce fruit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Still in that mood of covenant. We agreed the other day with some leaders that none of our children shall take our name and decrease it. They will only multiply it. None of our children shall take our honor and decrease it. They will only multiply it. None of our children shall take our strength and diminish it. They will only multiply it none of our children shall take our intelligence and reduce it. They will only multiply it. I decree in the mighty name of Jesus, every portion that the Lord has given you, it is their covenant privilege of your children to multiply it in the mighty name of Jesus. You have gone to three places. They have to go to 30. They are, you have done only five things. They have to do 50. Somebody begin to pray. You have only one company they have to open over ten. My God, my God, my God, I decree in the name of Jesus the grace for multiplication, the grace for multiplication, the grace for multiplication. You shall not receive and not multiply, you shall not hand over to your children. And they fail to multiply. Somebody begin to pray. Somebody begin to pray. Lord Jesus I have received from you as my father the covenant my father of ministry the covenant of wealth and greatness but my father I am multiplying everything you have given me and I am handing it over multiplied and my children are also taking it up and they are taking it up to the next level of multiplication Zayaba the wisdom upon my life, my sons must multiply, the wisdom upon my life, my daughters must multiply, the anointing upon my life, my children must multiply. The influence upon my life, my children must multiply. My life, my children must multiply. Oh Lord Jesus, you are fear in my life, my children must multiply. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I fix the grace of God upon your life. I decree your children shall walk in multiplied grace. The grace you have shall not just be the same measure your children shall walk upon they shall walk in greater grace, multiplied grace, they shall walk in multiplied glory, they shall walk in multiplied revelation, they shall walk in multiplied favor, they shall walk in multiplied rest, they shall walk in multiplied connections. they shall walk in multiplied privileges. Somebody lift your voice and agree with Jesus. Multiplication of grace upon my life, but also upon my children. Multiplication of glory upon my life, but also upon my children. Multiplication of mercy, even upon my life, and also upon my children. Everything in me, Lord Jesus, that came from you, my father, my children must walk in multiplication of it. Everything in me, my father, that you are still yet to put in me, my children shall walk in multiplication. They shall see multiplied favors. They shall see multiplied revelation. They shall see multiplied anointing. They shall see multiplied mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Rabazi, Kamamamazee. Every man who came after Abraham saw greater and greater dimensions of God. Yes, you have seen God. But none coming after you shall see a lesser God. Yes, you have seen salvation. But none coming after you shall see any lesser revelation of salvation. I decree in the mighty name of Jesus. Mercy be multiplied to you. Mercy be multiplied to your children. Mercy be multiplied to your generations. In the mighty name of Jesus mercy be multiplied to you. The mercy and the saving grace of God be multiplied to you in the mighty name of Jesus. The mercy and the saving grace of God be multiplied to your children in the mighty name of Jesus. And this is going to be personal for each of you. The level you came and found this church shall not be the level you shall continue in it. If you are the worship team, the level of worship team you came and found shall not be the same because you are a member there. If you are in the deaconship, the level that you found in the deaconship shall not be the same level you shall keep seeing. If you are in the eldership, the level in the eldership shall not be the same you are experiencing. Brethren, the days of Stephen can still come upon the deacons. Deacons can still walk in signs and wonders. They don't have to be apostles, they just have to be deacons. But why is it not happening? People are not releasing their spirits to Jesus. People are not saying, Lord, have your way. But tonight that is changing. It can only begin with a prayer that it goes on to manifestation. So, Father, we ask you, every place we occupy in this assembly, whether we are members or just leaders, whether we are ushers or deacons, we ask that you begin to multiply Begin to multiply our level, Lord Jesus. Begin to multiply our experience, Lord Jesus. Begin to multiply and accelerate our reality, Lord Jesus. After these prayers, Lord, people will come, whether on Sunday or next week or next month or next year or in generations to come. May they find prayers that were prayed in faith. Prayers that have produced results for them listen to me it is not permitted that people come after you and they find a scandal it is not permitted after you that people come and they find a debt that is yet to be paid it is not permitted that after you people come and they find a disease that needs to be treated or a that needs to be paid by the time David is exiting us he left more wealth than he had found. By the time Jesus is leaving the earth, he left more followers than he had found. I repeat to you, the nature of our covenant is of multiplication. The nature of our covenant is of addition. Oh, Kamaza Labozia. We shall not enter this city of Nairobi and find the same problems going on. Everything in this city must be multiplied for good because we came in this city. Everything in this nation must be multiplied because we came in this nation. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, everything after us shall be multiplied for good. The resources shall be multiplied for good. The profits shall be multiplied for good. The grace shall be multiplied for good. The anointing shall be multiplied for good. Some of us came to this church and we, we entered and found deaths. When we leave or as we continue in this church, there will be no deaths in the name of Jesus. Some of us came and we found a dwindling membership. There will be multiplied membership because we are here in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, we agree tonight. We, had entered, we have entered in an era of fruit and multiplication. We have entered in a season of fruit and multiplication we have entered in a dimension of fruit and multiplication. Thank you, Lord. Some of you fear old age. You're looking at old age and all you see is arthritis. All you see is blood pressure. All you see is Retrogression Broken limbs Hospital beds I put you away from that sight In the name of Jesus I put you away from that revelation In the name of Jesus The memory of the just is blessed Even in old days They have to be producing fruit And Father I cut off The spirit of early death In this place in the name of Jesus I cast that spirit in the name of Jesus. Nobody shall be buried or shall bury anyone who is young in the name of Jesus. They shall all live to ripe old age in the glory of the Lord Jesus. And none shall be bedridden even in their old age. None shall be bedridden in the mighty name of Jesus. your sweet assurance the older you get in Jesus the better you become and the older you get in the world the useless you become I decree you are getting better with every passing year let it be said as early as next month you are not the same fellow we knew I don't know about you but that is my conviction by as early as next month, they shall look at you and not see the same person. Because the multiplying revelation has already landed in your spirit. And after this, you can only multiply grace. You can only multiply glory. You can only multiply riches. You can only multiply revelation. You can only multiply fruit. The number of people you are able to feed must multiply. The number of people you are able to clothe must multiply. The number of people you are able to lend must multiply. It is not time to be stingy. It is time to be more generous. Because the Russians are generous. They are ever lending and never borrowing. I decree in the mighty name of Jesus. Increase in your lending capacity increase in your lending capacity increase in your lending capacity increase in your feeding capacity increase in your clothing capacity for it is written in Deuteronomy 28 you shall only be lending and never borrowing you shall lend to nations and borrow from none we decree in the mighty name of Jesus be lenders from today begin to lend by faith in the name of Jesus begin to ask for lenders to come to receive from you Because you have enough to lend. I forbid any of you, in the name of Jesus, from looking out for loans, and looking out for for help, and looking out for support, and looking out for handouts. It is time to see the lending capacity in the people of God multiplied. With your hand lifted to Jesus, I pronounce by the authority given unto me tonight, Every legal governmental order over your life, it is broken. And you know, people, sometimes a man of God may be speaking, and because you do not handle it with faith, it is just mere words. But if you believe it, it will happen. If you believe it, it will take effect. So I say again, I decree in the mighty name of Jesus. Every legal governmental decree over your life, it is broken. I stand in authority to decree again. Every institutional decree against your life, it is broken. I stand in the mighty name of Jesus and I decree. Every fundamental decree against your life, it is reversed. I decree in the mighty name of Jesus. Any headship apart from Christ that is ruling any aspect of your life, it is canceled and terminated in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree in the mighty name of Jesus from today, every non-multiplying agent within your atmosphere and within your sphere, it is removed in the mighty name of Jesus. Every tree within your, within your circle must now produce fruit, and the fruit must now last. I see the Lord with an angel, and he's flashing his sword. There is a new order coming to your lives. The enemies that pushed you easily from today, they will no longer push you. The fears that raided you in the middle of the night and tormented you in sleep and when you woke up you had no strength. I decree from tonight, those fears are cast in the name of Jesus. We lift you above every fear. We lift you above disappointment. We lift you above being picked on and being oppressed easily. We lift you above all that in the name of Jesus. And we make you to function with the virtue of Jesus, the virtue of government, the virtue of authority, the virtue of influence, the virtue of multiplication. And so you shall take one prayer, and out of your mouth shall come many answers. You shall make one decree, and out of that one decree shall come many answers. You shall take one burden, and out of that one burden shall come many burdens. You shall take one yoke with Christ, and out of that yoke shall come much influence and output. In the mighty name of Jesus, from tonight I decree, you are no longer yoked by any strange thing. You are yoked by Jesus. And the yoke is easy and the burden is light. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every uneasy yoke, we overthrow them in the name of Jesus. Every unnecessary waste, we overthrow them in the name of Jesus. Henceforth, let no man trouble you. For you carry on your body the marks of Jesus. So it is done in Jesus' name. God bless you.
1: glory he left the glory above and he came as a man that's why he went to the lowest of the low he was born in a manger as a man he was not born in a palace he was born in a manger yeah he was born of a virgin he, he was born of a single girl who was not married and he was the son of God but when he came to the earth he was the son of man and he overcame every temptation. He overcame the devil when the devil tempted him. As a man, he did not overcome because he was the son of God. No. He knew the word of God. At one PowerPoint, can you remember when he told the devil? It is written. It is written because he would read the scroll. Eh? He was the son of God, yes. But he, when he was down here, he had stripped himself of Everything. That, as a, that the son had in glory above, and he was just a human being. And he could tell the devil, it is written, it is written. At some point he said, don't you know that I could, I could pray to the father and he send a legion of angels. But he did not, because he was a man. He wanted to defeat Satan as a man. And I bring it to me and to yourself that you can defeat the devil as a man. What made Jesus defeat the devil? What made Jesus overcome the temptations and live a victorious Christian life, so to speak? Those, three, those 33 years that he lived, he was a man of prayer. He would pray in the morning. He would go perform miracles, and once the multitude, uh, he separates himself from the multitude, and he would go into the mountain and pray. He was a, why would the Son of Man, why would the Son of Man go to pray? Jesus says that he will do Exploits And much more than I do If you believe He did exploits He did wonders He did signs He did miracles He raised the dead And all this he did as a man Because he was a man of prayer He had a relationship with God And he said that there is nothing that he did That he did not receive instructions from heaven He did everything that he saw his father doing He did everything that he had The Father say, How many know... How many have read the scripture... Or know that Jesus prayed during his baptism? How many know that Jesus prayed during his baptism? I got to know that just the day before yesterday. I've been reading that scripture... And I only got to see that the day before yesterday. Yeah? When Jesus was being baptized... I think in Luke 3.21, twenty twenty one. I'm not I'm not very good in memorizing scriptures. But when Jesus was being baptized and he came and, 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 and we all remember that a voice came down and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. But do you know that Jesus prayed? He actually prayed. And he was the last one to be baptized at that particular time. Because the Bible says that John the Baptist, when all the people were baptized, when all the people We are baptized. So Jesus was the last one. And it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. And while he... How many had seen that? And while he... The heavens were opened. While he prayed. All the other people who were baptized. The heavens were closed. Uh, John came, was baptized He left the heavens, we are closed So it was a ritual, it was a tradition Eh? The other person comes, Jane comes Gets baptized and goes The other person comes, gets baptized and goes Until all the multitude were, Were baptized But when Jesus came While he prayed the heavens Opened up, and there was a voice. Verse twenty-two. Is it the same verse, verse? There was, and there, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, "You are my beloved son; in you, I am well pleased." While he prayed, the heavens were opened. While he prayed, there was a voice from heaven. While he prayed, the Holy Spirit came down on him. While he prayed, there was a transformation that happened in the atmosphere. While He prayed. He was the son of God. He would just have gone and be baptized. By the way, even why was he being baptized if he was the son of God? But he said he is doing that. He told John the Baptist he was doing that to complete all righteousness. He was the son of God. He needed to do that. But he prayed. He prayed. He would pray. He would go with the disciples to the mountain and pray for several days he would go and pray at one time there were some disciples who had he had gone to the mountain with three disciples and the others had been left at the foot of the mountain and they were struggling with a case of a guy who had epilepsy or i was i think he had a condition and they had tried to rebuke the demon and it could not come out and jesus coming down from heaven came and he was able to heal that man, that young man. And the disciples asked him, why could we not cast out the devil? And Jesus said, because such there is some kind that does not go except by prayer and fasting. They obeyed Jesus because he had come from prayer and fasting. There are some demons in your life that will not be defeated until you pray and you fast. It's a hard saying, I know. You are not used to fasting, I know. You are used to praying on Sunday, I know. But I bring it to us that there are some conditions. If you want to change your life, if you want to move to another level, if you want the chains to break, if you want to continue in the things of God, there are some levels. There are some demons that you will have to contend with you as a man a man of God called Kenneth Hagin, I heard this a few days ago, a man of God called Kenneth Hagin, we know him, he's a revivalist. And one time he was used to having fellowship with the Lord and conversations with the Lord. There are those moments that he would find himself in the presence of the Lord and he's just talking one-on-one with the Lord. And at those, during one of those moments, the devil appeared, he came and now there was a trial. There were three people Kenneth, Jesus and the devil And the devil started disrupting their conversation I don't know what he was doing I don't know whether he was just making noise or what. But he was just disrupting their conversation And what happened is that Kenneth, they just assumed And Kenneth now started You know he was training and he was struggling To listen to what the Lord is saying Because he has assumed Because he is assuming that Jesus Being the son of God Will rebuke the devil But Jesus did not do anything he did not do anything. So for a few a, a while, he, the Satan continued disrupting their conversation. And Jesus continued talking. But then Kenneth suddenly filled with anger. He realized, I'm the one missing out here. Jesus is okay. I'm the one missing out here. And he said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. And he flew. He fled. He ran. He went. He disappeared. And now Kenneth is here. Now very angry with Jesus and asking Jesus, why? Why? Why did you wait that long? Why, did he, why couldn't you address this demon? And Jesus said, because you are the one with authority. I gave you the power. I gave you the authority. I submit to us today that you have the power. You have the authority. You can overcome the devil. You don't need pastor to lay hands on you. You don't need to go to and, and, and buy holy water. You don't need anyone anointing you. You have the power and authority to rebuke Satan. You have the power and authority to address him, to stand straight and tell him, Satan, I rebuke you. Jesus told Kenneth, I could not do that because you have. Why did I give you the power then? In other words, why, why did I waste my time giving you the authority? Brethren, I want us to know today that Satan has power, but we have authority. We have authority. You can bring him down. But you can only do that from a position of prayer, from a position, a higher position. You must engage into a higher gear. You must be coming from a higher level. You must be a man and a woman of prayer in order to address these demons, in order to address these situations. Because the Lord, He is God and He has given you that power and authority you can overcome. You can overcome. Just walk with the Lord. You can overcome. Be intimate with the Lord. You can overcome. Let him guide you as your shepherd. You can overcome. Trust him. You can overcome. Obey him. You can overcome. He has given you authority. He has given you power. You can overcome. It is in you. It is in you. Some of you would say, Oh, I just got saved yesterday. Yesterday he gave you power. And authority To trump over scorpions And over the lion And over the forces And the powers of darkness That's why he went to the lowest of low When he died on the cross And he took the keys And he says I've given you the keys Of the kingdom Before Jesus was The enemy was in charge But let me tell you even today We give charge We give him authority We allow the devil to work in our lives When you have not taken charge because you have the keys. Let me tell you, that door will remain closed until you open it. And the Lord, there are some doors He will not open for you. It is for you to open them because you have the keys. He says, use your keys. But we have put our keys in the pockets, in the wallet. Some of our keys have grown all rusty. They need some lubrication of prayer eh? and reading the word to activate it so that So we need to walk with the Lord. It is important to walk with the Lord. The last point, be in fellowship with one another. Love one another. Love your neighbor. Help carry each other's burdens. Be in fellowship with one another. The Bible says that do not forsake the gathering of saints as some of us are doing. Do not neglect when we call for prayer meeting, attend the prayers. Sometimes one call on its own is put out easily when it is alone. One call. But when you come together, you bring your small coal. I bring my small coal. We come together. That firewood, it stars up a flame and it becomes a massive flame. And it can put 10,000 to flight. Your fellowship. I need your fellowship. You need my fellowship. You need me. I need you. At some point, there are some demons I can drive away, but at some point, I need reinforcement. That's why we need to come together. We come together on church, uh, on, on Sundays. Uh, on Sundays, We come together on Tuesdays for prayers. We come together on Fridays for Keshach. We come together Sunday evening for Miracle Service because there are some demons we put out together massively because we are many. There are some demons that the other person can contend on your behalf for you. Zile Na wewe kuna kulemea. Kuna mlemea that you can deal with them. But you can only realize that in fellowship. When we are walking together in fellowship. Amen. Why don't we stand up? I want you to hold the hand of your neighbor. And I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them. Activate the faith in their lives. Activate the faith in their lives on their behalf. Contend with the enemy on their behalf. Fight with the devil on their behalf. Raise up your voice and fight. Fight for your neighbor. Whatever they are going through, as the Lord leads you, just pray for them. In their walk with the Lord, that they may walk faithfully, that they may walk with their strength. If their knees are, 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 are weak, that the Lord may strengthen their knees. If they are feeble, if their hands have fallen down and they are slack, that the Lord may strengthen her hands. That the Lord may strengthen His hands, and they may walk with the Lord. That they may walk with the Lord. Father, I pray that this afternoon, in the name of Jesus. You may, O oh God, activate our faith. That hope may be stirred up in our hearts again. That faith may rise up in our hearts again. The Lord, we may de- determine to walk with you. The Lord, we may be committed to walk with you, O oh God. Every day of our lives, in the name of Jesus, we pray for this congregation, O oh Lord, as Deliverance Church in Gong Road. The Lord, there shall be a fire. A fire lighting up in every one of our hearts, oh God. In every one of our hearts, my Father. In the name of Jesus, a fire for the lost, A fire to go and do outreach. A fire for prayer and intercession. A fire, oh God. A holy fire, oh God, for you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you will activate the faith in us, oh God. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn brighter. Let the fire burn hotter. Let the fire burn brighter in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, Jehovah, that we will be in fellowship with one another, that we will be in fellowship with one another, loving on one another, taking care of one another, helping carry each other's burdens, praying for one another. Filming each other on Or each other as faith on That we may walk oh God to faith and good works. Father I pray that you remember those that are sick Among us that you may heal them in the Name of Jesus I pray that you may remember those that are worried Among us that you may strengthen them In the name of Jesus Remember those that are discouraged among us And encourage them in the name of Jesus remember those Lord that are feeling low. I pray that you uplift them in the name of Jesus Lord, let faith rise from our heart. Let faith rise from our heart, oh God, to walk with you to cultivate a relationship with you, to cultivate a relationship with you, O God, to walk with you on on a daily basis, in our daily lives, Lord, that as individuals we shall walk with you, O God, and corporately we shall walk with you, O God, that on this altar, my Father, you shall be exalted, you shall be magnified, you shall be glorified, in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We honor you, O God. There is none like you, Jesus. We bring the needs in our midst before you today, O God. We pray in the name of Jesus. That you see the needs that are present in the house of the Lord today, O God. We pray that you meet at the point of every need, O God. Them that need healing, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Jehovah, you will pour in the oil and the wine in the name of Jesus. And you will, O God, heal them. And you will bind up the brokenhearted. And you will bind up the brokenhearted, O God, in the name of Jesus. Those going through pain, I pray, O God. That you will heal them. That you will heal them and them, O oh God. Heal them, my Father, in the name of Jesus. Lift their pain in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let faith rise again. Let hope rise again, O oh God. Let our hearts be strengthened again, O oh God. For there is a river, O oh God. Let your river, my Father, this river that streams, O oh God, whose streams make glad the city of our God. Let this river flow, O oh God. Let this river flow from this altar, O God. And refresh your people's hearts, Lord. Refresh your children's hearts, O God. Refresh those that are weary, O God. Refresh those that are weak among us, O God. Refresh those that are weak and wounded among us, O God. Refresh us, O God. Refresh us, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord. And we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Every pain, every struggle, every heartbreak, every problem contains in itself, it contains in itself a lesson to make you better, to make you better, to make you a better performer in the next level. Be encouraged even in that pain makes you a better person to be able to handle the next level the Lord bless you and now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore Amen personal devotion with the Lord, some of us the only time we read the word of God is when we come to church on Sunday or when the preacher in TV speaks and and you read those writings that they write there on the, of the Bible. Some of us, the only time you hear the Word of God is when you attend a conference. Some of us, the only time you hear the Word of God is when you meet with a believer and they testify to you about what the Lord has been, has been speaking to them in their lives. And we are living off someone else's revelation. I bring it to us, brethren, that you As an individual, you need to cultivate your relationship with the Lord by praying, by having a personal relationship with the Lord, which is cultivated through prayer, praying all the time, praying when things are good, praying when things are bad. I bring to us the story of Jesus. Jesus was the Son of God, yeah? But He came to us as a Son of Man, as a human being. And the other day we were discussing in a certain group And we realize that Jesus overcame the devil as a man. He died as a man. He overcame the cross as a man, not as a son of God. When he came down from glory, he left the glory above. And he came as a man. That's why he went to the lowest of the low. He was born in a manger as a man. He was not born in a palace. He was born in a manger, yeah? He was born of a virgin. He, he was born of a single girl who was not married. And he was the son of God. But when he came to the earth, he was the son of man. And he overcame every temptation. He overcame the devil when the devil tempted him. As a man, he did not overcome because he was the son of God. No. He knew the word of God. At one PowerPoint, can you remember when he told the devil... It is written. It is written because he would read the scroll. Eh? He was a son of God, yes, but he when he was down here, he had stripped himself of everything that had, as a that the son had in glory above, and he was just a human being, and he could tell the devil, "It is written. It is written." At some point, he said, "Don't you know that I could I could pray to the Father and He send a legion of angels." But he did not because he was a man. He wanted to defeat Satan as a man. And I bring it to me and to yourself that you can defeat the devil as a man. What made Jesus defeat the devil? What made Jesus overcome the temptations and live a victorious Christian life, so to speak? Those, three, those 33 years that he lived, he was a man of prayer. He would pray in the morning. He would go perform miracles and once the multitude, uh, he separates himself from the multitude and he would go into the mountain and pray. He was a, why would the son of man, why would the son of man go to pray? Jesus says that you will do exploits and much more than I do if you believe. He did exploits. He did wonders. He did signs. He did miracles. He raised the dead. And all this he did as a man, because he was a man of prayer. He had a relationship with God, and he said that there is nothing that he did that he did not receive instructions from heaven. He did everything that he saw his father doing. He did everything that he heard the father say. How many know, how many have read the scripture, or know that Jesus prayed during his baptism? How many know that Jesus prayed during his baptism? I got to know that just the day before yesterday. I've been reading that scripture, and I only got to see that the day before yesterday. Yeah? When Jesus was being baptized, I think in Luke 3, 21, I'm not not very good in memorizing scriptures. But when Jesus was being baptized, and and, and, and we all remember that a voice came down and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. But do you know that Jesus prayed? He actually prayed. And he was the last one to be baptized at that particular time. Because the Bible says that John the Baptist, when all the people were baptized, when all the people were baptized, so Jesus was the last one. And it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. And while he, how many had seen that? And while he, the heavens were opened. While he prayed. All the other people who were baptized, the heavens were closed. Uh, John came, was baptized, he left, the heavens were closed. So it was a ritual, it was a tradition. Eh? The other person comes, Jane comes, gets baptized and goes. The other person comes, gets baptized and goes. Until all the multitude were were baptized. But when Jesus came, while he prayed, the heavens opened up. And there was a voice, verse 22, is it the same verse. But there was, and there, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son. In you, I am well pleased. While he prayed, the heavens were opened. While he prayed, there was a voice from heaven. While he prayed, the Holy Spirit came down on him. While he prayed, there was a transformation that happened in the atmosphere. While he prayed. He was the son of God. He would just have gone and be baptized. By the way, even why was he being baptized if he was the son of God? But he said he is doing that. He told John the Baptist he was doing that to complete all righteousness. He was the son of God. He needed to do that. But he prayed. He prayed. He would pray. He would go with the disciples to the mountain and pray for several days. He would go and pray. At one time, there were some disciples who had he had gone to the mountain with three disciples, and the others had been left at the foot of the mountain, and they were struggling with a case of a guy who had epilepsy, or I was, I think he had a condition, and they had tried to rebuke the demon, and it could not come out. And Jesus coming down from heaven came. And he was able to heal that man, that young man. And the disciples asked him, Why could we not cast out the devil? And Jesus said, Because such, there are some kind that does not go except by prayer and fasting. They obeyed Jesus because he had come from prayer. And fasting, there are some demons in your life that will not be defeated until you pray and you fast. It's a hard saying, I know. You are not used to fasting, I know. You are used to praying on Sunday, I know. But I bring it to us that there are some conditions. If you want to change your life, if you want to move to another level, if you want the chains to break, if you want to continue in the things of God, there are some levels, there are some demons that you will have to contend with you as a man. And a man of God called Kenneth Hagin, I had this a few days ago, a man of God called Kenneth Hagin, we know him, he's a revivalist. And one time he was used to having fellowship with the Lord and conversations with the Lord. There are those moments that he would find himself in the presence of the Lord and he's just talking one-on-one with the Lord. And at those, during one of those moments, the devil appeared, he came, and now there were a trial. There were three people Kenneth, Jesus and the devil And the devil started disrupting their conversation I don't know what he was doing I don't know whether he was just making noise or what. But he was just disrupting their conversation And what happened is that Kenneth, they just assumed And Kenneth now started You know he was training and he was struggling To listen to what the Lord is saying Because he has assumed Because he is assuming that Jesus Being the son of God Will rebuke the devil But Jesus did not do anything he did not do anything. So for a few, uh, a while, he, the Satan continued disrupting their conversation. And Jesus continued talking. But then Kenneth suddenly filled with anger. He realized, I'm the one missing out here. Jesus is okay. I'm the one missing out here. And he said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. And he flew. He fled. He ran. He went. He disappeared. And now Kenneth is here, now very angry with Jesus and asking Jesus, why? Why? Why did you wait that long? Why did couldn't you address this demon? And Jesus said, because you are the one with authority. I gave you the power. I gave you the authority. I submit to us today that you have the power. You have the authority. You can overcome the devil. You don't need pastor to lay hands on you. You don't need to go to and, and, and buy holy water. You don't need anyone anointing you. You have the power and authority to rebuke Satan. You have the power and authority to address him, to stand straight and tell him, Satan, I rebuke you. Jesus told Kenneth, I could not do that because you have... Why did I give you the power then? In other words, why, why did I waste my time giving you the authority? Brethren, I want us to know today that Satan has power, but we have authority. We have authority. You can bring him down. But you can only do that from a position of prayer, from a position, a higher position. You must engage into a higher gear. You must be coming from a higher level. You must be a man and a woman of prayer in order to address these demons, in order to address these situations. Because the Lord, He is God and He has given you that power and authority you can overcome. You can overcome. Just walk with the Lord. You can overcome. Be intimate with the Lord. You can overcome. Let him guide you as your shepherd. You can overcome. Trust him. You can overcome. Obey him. You can overcome. He has given you authority. He has given you power. You can overcome. It is in you. It is in you. Some of you would say, oh, I just got saved yesterday. Yesterday he gave you power and authority to trump over scorpions and over the lion and over the forces and the powers of darkness that's why he went to the lowest of low when he died on the cross and he took the keys and he says i've given you the keys of the kingdom before jesus was the enemy was in charge but let me tell you even today we give charge we give him authority we allow the devil to work in our lives when you have not taken charge Because you have the keys. Let me tell you, that door will remain closed until you open it. And the Lord, there are some doors He will not open for you. It is for you to open them because you have the keys. He says, use your keys. But we have put our keys in the pockets, in the wallet. Some of our keys have grown all rusty. They need some lubrication of prayer eh? and reading the word to activate it so that so we need to walk with the Lord. It is important to walk with the Lord. The last point, be in fellowship with one another. Love one another. Love your neighbor. Help carry each other's burdens. Be in fellowship with one another. The Bible says that do not forsake the gathering of saints as some of us are doing. Do not neglect. When we call for prayer meeting, attend the prayers. Sometimes one call on its own is put out easily when it is alone. One call. But when you come together, you bring your small coal. I bring my small coal. We come together. That firewood, it stars up a flame and it becomes a massive flame. And it can put 10,000 to flight. Your fellowship. I need your fellowship. You need my fellowship. You need me. I need you. At some point, there are some demons I can drive away, but at some point, I need reinforcement. That's why we need to come together. We come together on church, uh, on, on Sundays. Uh, on Sundays, We come together on Tuesdays for prayers. We come together on Fridays for Keshach. We come together Sunday evening for Miracle Service because there are some demons we put out together massively because we are many. There are some demons that the other person can contend on your behalf for you. Zile Na wewe kuna kulemea. Kuna mulemea that you can deal with them. But you can only realize that in fellowship. When we are walking together in fellowship. Amen. Why don't we stand up? I want you to hold the hand of your neighbor. And I want you to pray for them. I want you to pray for them. Activate the faith in their lives. Activate the faith in their lives on their behalf. Contend with the enemy on their behalf. Fight with the devil on their behalf. Raise up your voice and fight. Fight for your neighbor. Whatever they are going through, as the Lord leads you, just pray for them. In their walk with the Lord, that they may walk faithfully, that they may walk with their strength. If their knees are, 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 are weak, that the Lord may strengthen their knees. If they are feeble, if their hands have fallen down and they are slack, that the Lord may strengthen her hands, that the Lord may strengthen his hands, and they may walk with the Lord, that they may walk with the Lord. Father, I pray that this afternoon, in the name of Jesus, you may, O oh God, activate our faith. That hope may be stirred up in our hearts again. That faith may rise up in our hearts again. The Lord may de- determine to walk with you. The Lord may be committed to walk with you, O oh God. Every day of our lives, in the name of Jesus, we pray for this congregation, O oh Lord, as Deliverance Church in Gong Road. The Lord, there shall be a fire. A fire lighting up in every one of our hearts, oh God. In every one of our hearts, my Father. In the name of Jesus, a fire for the lost, A fire to go and do outreach. A fire for prayer and intercession. A fire, oh God. A holy fire, oh God, for you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you will activate the faith in us, oh God. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn brighter. Let the fire burn hotter. Let the fire burn brighter writer in the name of jesus lord i pray jehovah that we will be in fellowship with one another that we will be in fellowship with one another loving on one another taking care of one another helping carry each other's burdens praying for one another Firing each other on or each other has faith on that we may walk, oh God, to faith and good works. Father, I pray that you remember those that are sick among us, that you may heal them in the name of Jesus. I pray that you may remember those that are wearied among us, that you may strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Remember those that are discouraged among us and encourage them in the name of Jesus. Remember those Lord that are feeling low. I pray that you uplift them in the name of Jesus. Lord let faith rise from our heart. Let faith rise from our heart, O oh God, to walk with you. To cultivate a relationship with you, to cultivate a relationship with you, oh God, to walk with you on our daily, on a daily basis, in our daily lives, Lord, that as individuals we shall walk with you, oh God, and corporately we shall walk with you, oh God, that on this altar, my Father, you shall be exalted, you shall be magnified, you shall be glorified in the name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord, we honor you, oh God. There is none like you, Jesus. We bring the needs in our midst before you today, O God. We pray in the name of Jesus that you see the needs that are presented in the house of the Lord today, O God. We pray that you meet at the point of every need, O God. Them that need healing, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Jehovah, you will pour in the oil and the wine. In the name of Jesus, and you will, O God, heal them. And you will bind up the broken hearted. And you will bind up the broken hearted, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Those going through pain, I pray, O oh God. That you will heal them. That you will heal them and bound them, O oh God. Heal them, my Father, in the name of Jesus. Lift their pain in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let faith rise again. Let hope rise again, O oh God. Let our hearts be strengthened again, O oh God. For there is a river, oh God. Let your river, my Father, this river that streams, oh God, whose streams make glad, the city of our God. Let this river flow, oh God. Let this river flow from this altar, oh God. And refresh your people's hearts, Lord. Refresh your children's hearts, oh God. Refresh those that are weary, oh God. Refresh those that are weak among us, oh God. Refresh those that are weak and wounded among us, oh God refresh us oh god refresh us oh god in the name of jesus in the name of jesus we bless you lord and we honor you in jesus name we pray in jesus name we pray amen 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 every pain every struggle every heartbreak every problem contains in itself it contains in itself a lesson to make you better, to make you better, to make you a better performer in the next level. Be encouraged even in that pain. It makes you a better person to be able to handle the next level. The Lord bless you. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Personal devotion with the Lord. Some of us, the only time we read the Word of God is when we come to church on Sunday, or when the preacher in TV speaks and, and you read those writings that they write there on the of the Bible. Some of us, the only time you hear the Word of God is when you attend a conference. Some of us, the only time you hear the Word of God is when you meet with a believer and they testify to you about what the Lord has been has been speaking. To them in their lives, and we are living off someone else's revelation. I bring it to us, brethren, that you as an individual, you need to cultivate your relationship with the Lord by praying, by having a personal a relationship with the Lord, which is cultivated through prayer, praying all the time, praying when things are good, praying when things are bad. I bring to us the story of Jesus. Jesus was the Son of God, yeah? But he came to us as a son of man As a human being And the other day we were discussing in a certain group And we realized that Jesus Overcame the devil As a man He died As a man He overcame the cross as a man Not as a son of God When he came down from glory He left the glory above And he came as a man That's why he went to the lowest Of the low he was born in a manger. As a man. He was not born in a palace. He was born in a manger. yeah. He was born of a virgin. He, he was born of a single girl who was not married. And he was the son of God. But when he came to the earth, he was the son of man. And he overcame every temptation. He overcame the devil when the devil tempted him. As a man. He did not overcome because he was the son of God. No. He knew the word of God. At one PowerPoint, can you remember when he told the devil? It is written. It is written. Because he would read the scroll. Eh? He was the son of God, yes. But he, when he was down here, he had stripped himself of everything that, as a, that the son had in glory above. And he was just a human being. And he could tell the devil, It is written. It is written, at some point he said, don't you know that I could, I could pray to the Father and He send a legion of angels. But he did not, because he was a man. He wanted to defeat Satan as a man. And I bring it to me and to yourself that you can defeat the devil as a man. What made Jesus defeat the devil? What made Jesus overcome the temptations and live a victorious Christian life, so to speak? Those, three, those 33 years that he lived, he was a man of prayer. He would pray in the morning. He would go perform miracles. And once the multitude, uh, he separates himself from the multitude. And he would go into the mountain and pray. He was a, why would the son of man. Why would the son of man go to pray? Jesus says that he will do exploits, and much more than I do, if you believe. He did exploits. He did wonders. He did signs. He did miracles. He raised the dead. And all this he did as a man, because he was a man of prayer. He had a relationship with God, and he said that there is nothing that he did that he did not receive instructions from heaven. He did everything that he saw his father doing. He did everything that he had the Father say, How many know? How many have read the scripture or know that Jesus prayed during his baptism? How many know that Jesus prayed during his baptism? I got to know that just the day before yesterday. I've been reading script- that scripture and I only got to see that the day before yesterday. Yeah, When Jesus was being baptized, I think in Luke 3, 20, 21, I'm not, I'm not very good in memorizing scriptures, but when Jesus was being baptized, and he came, and, 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 and we all remember that a voice came down and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. But do you know that Jesus prayed? He actually prayed. And he was the last one to be baptized at that particular time. Because the Bible says that John the Baptist, when all the people were baptized, when all the people were baptized. So Jesus was the last one. And it came to pass that Jesus was also Baptized. And while he, how many had seen that? And while he, the heavens were opened. While he prayed, all the other people who were baptized, the heavens were closed. Uh, John came, was baptized, he left, the heavens are closed, so it was a ritual, it was a tradition, Eh? the other person comes, Jane comes, gets baptized and goes, the other person comes, gets baptized and goes, until all the multitude were, were baptized, but when Jesus came, while he prayed the heavens, opened up and there was a voice verse twenty two. Is it the same verse? There was and there the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. While he prayed, the heavens were opened. While he prayed, there was a voice from heaven. While he prayed, the Holy Spirit came down on him while he prayed there was a transformation that happened in the atmosphere while He prayed. He was the son of God. He would just have gone and be baptized. By the way, even why was he being baptized if he was the son of God? But he said he is doing that. He told John the Baptist he was doing that to complete all righteousness. He was the son of God. He needed to do that. But he prayed. He prayed. He would pray. He would go with the disciples to the mountain and pray for several days. He would go and pray. At one time, there were some disciples who had he had gone to the mountain with three disciples, and the others had been left at the foot of the mountain, and they were struggling with a case of a guy who had epilepsy, or I was, I think he had a condition, and they had tried to rebuke the demon, and it could not come out. And Jesus, coming down from heaven, came. And he was able to heal that man, that young man. And the disciples asked him, why could we not cast out the devil? And Jesus said, because such there is some kind that does not go except by prayer and fasting. They obeyed Jesus because he had come from prayer and fasting. There are some demons in your life that will not be defeated until you pray and you fast. It's a hard saying, I know. You are not used to fasting, I know. You are used to praying on Sunday, I know. But I bring it to us that there are some conditions. If you want to change your life, if you want to move to another level, if you want the chains to break, if you want to continue in the things of God, there are some levels, there are some demons that you will have to contend with you as a man. The man of God... ...called Kenneth Hagin. I had this a few days ago. A man of God called Kenneth Hagin. We know him. He's a revivalist. And one time, he was used to having fellowship with the Lord... ...and conversations with the Lord. There are those moments that he would find himself in the presence of the Lord. And he's just talking one-on-one with the Lord. And at those, during one of those moments, the devil appeared. He came. And now there were a trial. There were three people. Kenneth, Jesus, and the devil... And the devil started disrupting their conversation. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know whether he was just making noise or what. But he was just disrupting their conversation. And what happened is that Kenneth, they just assumed, and Kenneth now started. You know, he was training and he was struggling to listen to what the Lord is saying because he has assumed, because he is assuming that Jesus, being the Son of God, will rebuke the devil. But Jesus did not do anything. He did not do anything. So for a few uh, a while, he the Satan continued disrupting their conversation, and Jesus continued talking. But then Kenneth suddenly filled with anger. He realized I'm the one missing out here. Jesus is okay. I'm the one missing out here, and he said in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Satan. And he flew. He fled. He ran. He went. He disappeared. And now Kenneth is here now, very angry with Jesus, and asking Jesus why, why. Why did you wait that long? Why, why couldn't you address this demon? And Jesus said, because you are the one with authority. I gave you the power. I gave you the authority. I submit to us today that you have the power. You have the authority. You can overcome the devil. You don't need pastor to lay hands on you. You don't need to go to and, and, and buy holy water. You don't need anyone anointing you. You have the power and authority to rebuke Satan. You have the power and authority to address him, to stand straight and tell him, Satan, I rebuke you. Jesus told Kenneth, I could not do that because you have. Why did I give you the power then? In other words, why, why did I waste my time giving you the authority? Brethren, I want us to know today that Satan has power, but we have authority. We have authority. You can bring him down. But you can only do that from a position of prayer, from a position, a higher position. You must engage into a higher gear. You must be coming from a higher level. You must be a man and a woman of prayer in order to address these demons, in order to address these situations. Because the Lord, He is God and He has given you that power and authority you can overcome. You can overcome. Just walk with the Lord. You can overcome. Be intimate with the Lord. You can overcome. Let him guide you as your shepherd. You can overcome. Trust him. You can overcome. Obey him. You can overcome. He has given you authority. He has given you power. You can overcome. It is in you. It is in you. Some of you would say, Oh, I just got saved yesterday. Yesterday he gave you power and authority to trump over scorpions and over the lion and over the forces and the powers of darkness. That's why he went to the lowest of low when he died on the cross and he took the keys and he says, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Before Jesus was, the enemy was in charge. But let me tell you, even today, we give charge, we give him authority. We allow the devil to work in our lives when you have not taken charge. Because you have the keys. Let me tell you, that door will remain closed until you open it. And the Lord, there are some doors He will not open for you. It is for you to open them because you have the keys. He says, use your keys. But we have put our keys in the pockets, in the wallet. Some of our keys have grown all rusty. They need some lubrication of prayer eh? and reading the word to activate it so that so we need to walk with the Lord. It is important to walk with the Lord. The last point be in fellowship with one another. Love one another. Love your neighbour. Help carry each other's burdens. Be in fellowship with one another. The Bible says that do not forsake the gathering of saints, as some of us are doing. Do not neglect when we call for prayer meeting. Attend the prayers. Sometimes one call on its own is put out easily when it is alone. One call. But when you come together, you bring your small coal. I bring my small coal. We come together. That firewood, it stars up a flame and it becomes a massive flame. And it can put 10,000 to flight. Your fellowship. I need your fellowship. You need my fellowship. You need me. I need you. At some point, there are some demons I can drive away. But at some point, I need reinforcement. That's why we need to come together. We come together on church, uh, on, on, Sundays, uh, on Sundays. We come together on Tuesdays for prayers. We come together on Fridays for church. We come together Sunday evening for miracle service because there are some demons we put out together massively because we are many. There are some demons that the other person can contend on your behalf For you Zile Na wewe kuna zenye kulemea Kuna That you can deal with them But you can only realize that In fellowship When we are working together In fellowship Amen Why don't we stand up I want you to hold the hand of your neighbor And I want you to pray for them I want you to pray for them Activate the faith in their lives activate the faith in their lives on their behalf. Contend with the enemy on their behalf. Fight with the devil on their behalf. Raise up your voice and fight fight for your neighbor, whatever they are going through. As the Lord leads you, just pray for them in their walk with the Lord, that they may walk faithfully, that they may walk with strength. If their knees are, are weak, that the Lord may strengthen their knees. If they are feeble, if their hands are fallen down and they are slack, that the Lord may strengthen her hands, that the Lord may strengthen his hands, and they may walk with the Lord, that they may walk with the Lord. Father, I pray that this afternoon, in the Name of Jesus, you may, oh God, activate our faith that hope may be stirred up in our hearts again, that faith may rise up in our hearts again. The Lord, we may determine to walk with you, the Lord, we may be committed to walk with you, oh God, every day of our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray for this congregation, oh Lord, as Deliverance Church, Gong Road, the Lord, there shall be a fire. A fire lighting up in every one of our hearts, oh God. In every one of our hearts, my Father. In the name of Jesus, a fire for the lost, A fire to go and do outreach. A fire for prayer and intercession. A fire, oh God. A holy fire, oh God, for you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you will activate the faith in us, oh God. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn brighter. Let the fire burn hotter. Let the fire burn brighter in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, Jehovah, that we will be in fellowship with one another, that we will be in fellowship with one another, loving on one another, taking care of one another, helping carry each other's burdens, praying for one another. Firing each other on or each other has faith on that we may walk, oh God, to faith and good works. Father, I pray that you remember those that are sick among us, that you may heal them in the name of Jesus. I pray that you may remember those that are wearied among us, that you may strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Remember those that are discouraged among us and encourage them in the name of Jesus. Remember those, Lord, that are feeling low. I pray that you uplift them in the name of Jesus. Lord, let faith rise from our hearts. Let faith rise from our hearts, oh God, to walk with you. To cultivate a relationship with you, to cultivate a relationship with you, oh God, to walk with you on a daily, on a daily basis in our daily lives, Lord. That as individuals we shall walk with you, oh God, and corporately we shall walk with you, oh God. That on this altar, my Father, you shall be exalted, you shall be magnified, you shall be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We honor you, oh God. There is none like you, Jesus. We bring the needs in our midst before you today, O God. We pray in the name of Jesus that you see the needs that are present in the house of the Lord today, O God. We pray that you meet at the point of every need, O God. Them that need healing, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Jehovah, you will pour in the oil and the wine. In the name of Jesus, and you will, O God, heal them. And you will bind up the broken hearted. And you will bind up the broken hearted, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Those going through pain, I pray, oh God. That you will heal them. That you will heal them and bound them, oh God. Heal them, my Father, in the name of Jesus. Lift their pain in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let faith rise again. Let hope rise again, oh God. Let our hearts be strengthened again, oh God. For there is a river, oh God. Let your river, my Father, this river that streams, oh God, whose streams make glad, the city of our God. Let this river flow, oh God. Let this river flow from this altar, oh God. And refresh your people's hearts, Lord. Refresh your children's hearts, O oh God. Refresh those that are weary, O oh God. Refresh those that are weak among us, O oh God. Refresh those that are weak and wounded among us, oh God. Refresh us, oh God. Refresh us, oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord. And we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Every pain, every struggle, every heartbreak, every problem contains in itself, it contains in itself a lesson to make you better, to make you better, to make you a better performer in the next level. Be encouraged even in that pain. It makes you a better person to be able to handle the next level. The Lord bless you. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.